Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You know what that means. It means it's time for Charlie's Controversy Corner here on Mornings with Phil Pryor. We're welcoming in, in producer Charlie. Good, sir. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, great to have you on board. You got your uh, Boston Red Sox T-shirt on. I was wondering why you and and uh, and Jez, the big boss, get along so well. And now I figured it out. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not that good at my job. I'm actually just you know a, a, <laughs> a sycophant for Jez and everything he does. Uh, yeah, no, massive Red Sox fan. Um, speaking of the Red Sox, they play at Fenway Park, of course. And today, Fenway Park is decked out in uh, ice hockey. Um, gear. They've got the ice rink out on there. Uh, the right. Boston Bruins are playing the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins at in Fenway. The, at Fenway in the Winter Classic, and it's sold out, and it looks awesome. As wow! Well. Yeah. What di- What direction are they putting the the rink? Is it sort of, you know? Oh, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. It's, in, in a dime on a diamond stadium. Yeah. yeah. So the so pretty much the entire uh, ground is covered in ice. And then there's like a little rink kind of on a, a bit of a 45 degree angle to where the mound would usually be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's weird, but it, it's cool. It's different. And so you still, like want du- you still want dugout tickets kind of behind the catcher. Yeah. 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 That, okay. that, that's where you want to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What have you got for us today, Charles? We're going to get into the big bash, uh, but I'm going to start with this. I think the Brisbane Heat have made a mistake and the mistake they've made is by getting rid of Chris Lynn. Ooh. So I'm going to give you some numbers. Yeah. So just last night he scored 87 in a in a losing cause, but that is his 10th score of 80 plus in the Big Bash. He's the only player to do that. The next best is four players with seven. So he's by far and away just yeah. bl- blows it out of the park. His scores this year uh, or this season: 41, 36, 28, 12, 35, 21, and 87. Averaging 37, and he's the leading run scorer with 260 runs. Mm. So at, at currently, the Brisbane Heat sit bottom of the ladder, two wins and four losses. Yeah, Strikers, they're in four. They do have three wins, four losses, but in each of, each of the wins, they've starred. And even last night with 87, still didn't win, but it got them to a competitive total. When that was announced that they were moving away from Chris Lynn, I agreed with the Heat's decision. I think Chris Lynn one of the best T20 hitters in the world, let alone Australia in the Big Bash. Yeah. But I just thought that, look, they need to start looking beyond that. Uh, they need to find some more players like, you know, Josh Brown as well. But I just think when this guy has so much experience and is still delivering massive scores and hitting the ball really well, I just think maybe the Heat have made a bit of a misstep. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. And here's why. And it, it's you've kind of alluded to it there, but well, for, first of all, he's leaving us mid-season, right, to go yeah, to, to go the to Middle the East. Idea, yeah. So there's that, and I don't really want to sign players that are taking off mid-tournament. And secondly, 
Chris Lynn, he's been such a, a, a great contributor, a star of the Big Bash for so long. Dare I say it, a Big Bash Hall of Famer. Yeah, do we get the Big Bash Hall of Fame going? I Look, I think he has to be considered. He he has been the leading run scorer in the tournament before, all that kind of thing as well. He puts bums on seats. But I just think he needed a refresher. He just, I just think he needed to go to a new environment. Look, I've done a lot of overnight crowd shifts here at SEN over the over the last couple of years. Gibbo, he's, been, he's doing them today. Gibbo, just quickly, whenever you mention Chris Lynn... What do all the listeners come back and say? Overrated. That was the one word really? that I was yeah. that I was oh. saying, and I I think it's just a, a little bit unfair because our expectations of Chris Lynn have by far and away exceeded reality, and that's the problem. But I, I just think he needed he needed a, just to to leave the Brisbane bubble and just for just for his own good, just a, a new environment just to, to freshen things up, and I think that's what Adelaide have provided him. Yeah, he needed to swap the teal jersey for the blue jersey uh, from the hate to the strikers. Exactly, exactly. Um, borderline political there, going, <laughs> going from teal to blue, but um, that worked out perfectly, Gibbo, because <laughs> honestly, you. that was well, the one word that I was waiting for. To be fair, like I feel like the difference between the Brisbane hate and the Adelaide strikers, like, so Adelaide strikers have got a pretty good bowling lineup, wouldn't you say? Like Rashid Khan, Henry Thorne, Peter Siddle. Matt Short as well. Matt Short, <laughs> and then what, Harry Conway, who's been in and out of the side, where's Agar? They've got a great bowling lineup, right, where the Brisbane hate have struggled pretty much in most form, in all facets of the game. Mm. I feel like he was up there and he was the guy, right? He was the guy. He was the Bash brother that was still there. Yeah. And you can't have half the Bash brothers because it just doesn't work. And I feel like so much pressure was put onto him. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, Lynn, Lynn, <laughs> hasn't, Lynn hasn't been um, <laughs> helped by the, the, the Brisbane Heat list management in the last few years. And, no. and they've really struggled in the post-McCullum days, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but look, that's why it's that's why it's called controversy corner because you come here with these things that I'm probably going to disagree with and it, and most people do to, to yeah. be frank with you. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you very much Charlie for all that. Now don't forget we've got Max Burgess from Sydney FC coming up in just a bit. Sydney FC take on the Wellington Phoenix 5 p.m. this Saturday at Allianz Stadium. Search Sydney FC for Tickets just on the text line very quickly, 0457 736 736. Stuart writes, Phil, are the Cowboys, that's the Dallas Cowboys, looking over their shoulder at the Packers who loom as the form team of this last month. The Packers have owned the Cowboys in previous encounters. That is certainly factual, Stu, that that the Packers have owned Dallas in recent years, both in regular season games and in playoff games, if you want to sort of just put it in the the Dak Prescott era of things. So you would have to think that, and and obviously Green Bay did beat Dallas about six or seven weeks ago at Lambeau Field when the Packers were in all sorts as well. So they would be concerned. But as we've sort of already alluded to it, it looks sewn up that um, that the, the winning team out of the NFC South the Buccaneers, they will host the Dallas Cowboys in the first weekend of the playoffs. So uh, we might not get a, we're probably a long shot to even get a Dallas v Green Bay playoffs matchup because one of those two teams will probably lose by the time that a potential collision course would happen. So 
We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, now, Lee on the text line, why are the Cowboys considered a wild card for the playoffs and why has Kelsey's t- have Kelsey's touchdowns dried up? Uh, thank you, Lee of Briz. Uh, well, um, so the Cowboys are a wild card team because the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, one of the best teams in the NFC and they're in the same division as the Cowboys. So even though the Cowboys have a better record than the Bucks. Uh, they're not the top team in the NFC East because Philly lost yesterday to the saints. They're third for the, the year. Uh, it now means that Philly have to turn up this weekend and actually win to, to sew up top the top seed. And there is a, a small window of opportunity for Dallas to actually claim the NFC East, but it is a bit of a long shot. So we'll just have to wait and see T- uh, Lee touchdowns. They are a little bit uh, variant uh, from week to week. Kelsey is a, a red zone beast, but it just happens that way sometimes in the NFL. And, and Pat Mahomes, he has been coasting a little bit in recent weeks. Kansas City, they haven't played their best football throughout December so far, but they are going to be absolutely fine come the playoffs in January. Uh, they're going to put down some big performances as they have done the last few seasons. 0457 736 736. Send through your questions on the text line. Phil Pryor with you for mornings.